Hello and welcome to the Who's Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's, oh, it's a Christmas special, actually. We're going to be delving into a, a big finished Christmas special. Well, not Christmas special. It was a, a Christmas-themed or Christmas-set story. And it's yes. a seventh, yeah, seventh Doctor and Mel uh, starring this one, and it's called Flip Flop. Uh, reason we picked that because we've we've literally got no other um, Christmas specials to do. Uh, not until they <laughs> they find Feast of Stephen anyway, but... As if that's ever going to happen. Um, this is actually replaced our, our original plan because there is one other kind of Doctor Who Christmas special, isn't there? It's more yes. of a, a spin-off we were going to do. We, we were yeah. going to do Kane Island Company um, as um, as a commentary, uh, which I can't remember if we, if we mentioned before or not, actually. I can't remember. Um, but as we couldn't sort of get our schedules together uh, to actually sort of sit down and record something... Um, this is plan B, basically. <laughs> yes. Ho- hopefully sometime in March we'll get down to record that for next Christmas. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. I would like to say it's our, it's our busy lifestyles, but it's not really, is it? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know why we managed to. I don't know. But... Oh, dear. But anyway, um, this is also our last uh, podcast this year as well. Um, so, um, uh, reasons being what we'll explain later. Um, so anyway, let's kick off with the news then. Um, now as if people have been listening to us, obviously, um, we've just been reviewing, um, class over the last few weeks and as has previously been reported, it's going to be aired on BBC one, uh, this January. A lot being aired on BBC America in January as well, which we still can't understand why they're doing that. Um, but anyway, it does appear to be given a bit of a graveyard slot. Um, the first episode uh, will be on BBC One on Monday, the 9th of January at 10:45 p.m. Yes. Now, I can't really see. I, I can understand they can't put it on before the news because it's not quite an hour. No. So I understand it has to be after the news. Uh, but then again, I would have thought, well, put it on BBC Two then. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one to put it on BBC One, but give it a. A slot like that, yeah. Yeah. Whereas you'd have thought, you know, BBC Two at nine o'clock would have been better. Yes. Now, they're hoping it's going to get a bigger audience than it did on BBC Three, because um, apparently that that late-night time slot gets an average of just over two million viewers. So I yeah. I don't know if that's that's true or not. Um, Although normally it's, what is it, it's the repeat of the... Something that's been on like Graham Norton or something that was from Friday, isn't it? Usually that Monday sort of time around then gets mm. gets something that's repeated that was previously on over the weekend. So yeah, it may never, get it may do it may do. Well, I hope it does. You know, I think it, it certainly. As, I mean, as we said, it was a bit sort of up and down for us, but it, I think it does deserve to be seen by a wider audience. Yeah, um, and hopefully we will get that second series, but. Uh, that remains to be seen. Just to, just to, as I suppose, it's the only time if they're going to put it on BBC One, it's the only time they can put it on. It's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it was never going to get nine o'clock prime time, was it? So No, no. If, it, if it lasted an hour, I mean, then maybe. But 
yeah, well, well, it, it, <laughs> it, it could fit into that nine pm time slot, yeah. but it can't do it forty five minutes. Not not on BBC right. One, it can't. So no. it's uh, it's a shame. It's a shame, but we'll see. We'll see. Now, um, moving on to um, series ten, Doctor Who series ten news. Um, it appears that Toby Whithouse is returning uh, to write for the next series, which I'm rather pleased about, actually. Yes, because he has written some of our um, some of our sort of favourite stories, actually, hasn't he? Yes. Uh, now, for those you can't remember, he wrote uh, School Reunion, Vampires of Venice, The God Complex, A Town Called Mercy, and for the last season, Under the Lake and Before the Flood as well. So, um, now, we, we've kind of not mentioned the other writers, have we, uh, for, for reasons best known to ourselves, actually. So, um, I can't, why, why have we not done that? I don't <laughs> Uh, I don't think we just well just we forgot. Just I think just forgot. I think yeah, probably. Yeah. Now, um, so too much of a packed show. They always hit the editing floor. Didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, joining Toby Whithouse next season, uh, we got returning Mark Gatiss. Well, that's pretty much a given, really. Mark Gatiss writing for for Doctor Who now. Uh, Frank Cottrell Boyce. Uh, who we haven't seen since uh, in the Forest of the Night, which didn't go down too well with a lot of people. Uh, Sarah Dullard um, is returned again after she wrote Face the Raven. Jamie Matheson, hooray! Jamie Matheson's, Matheson's coming back. Yes. As well, one of our our favourite writers certainly on, on this show. Um, and then returning since, and this is the, the one we've, I don't know why we didn't mention um, Rona Monroe, who previously wrote for the classic um, series of Doctor Who, um, Survival. So yep. uh, that would be that would be interesting, and Mike Bartlett as well as the final writer, like, um, sort of so far confirmed. Anyway, so um, no, it's um, I'm glad Toby Whithouse, but I'm certainly glad Jamie Matheson is back. Really am. Um, as is Sarah Dullard. Actually, yep. um, I, I would like to see what she can write without having to shoehorn in. Like, part, yeah, someone, part, else's part, story. someone else's story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I'd like to see what she can do. Um, and Rona Monroe as well, actually, because um, obviously I'm not familiar with any other work she's done apart from Survival, to be honest. So. No. So that would be... Uh, I think she's she written a lot of theatre and stuff. Um, she did some theatre stuff, including um, a stage production of Watership Down. Ah, right, okay, okay. Which obviously catches my eye. Obviously, so. yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, now, um, yeah, I, I don't know why we haven't mentioned it, but obviously, um, as Paul said, they must have just hit the cutting room floor. Well, we, we, yes. we, we must have spoken about it before you just hit the cutting room floor. Um, but that's it, really. And actually, no, there is one other thing we've, we've kind of shied away from um, since these little sort of tidbits of news came out. Now, as usual, every time a new series of Doctor Who comes out or it's, or it's filming, it's always... This is going to be the, the the whatever the lead actor is. It's going to be their last season. They're leaving after this season. They're going to regenerate, and and you get the usual run of who's going to be taking over. Um, now it, it's kind of kickstarted again a few weeks ago. We sort of kind of shied away from it, but we, we were sort of talking before we started recording tonight whether we should actually drop it in because there wasn't a lot of news to discuss, was there? So, no, <laughs> mainly as a little bit of a little bit of filler. Um, yeah, mainly because there's there, there was the one quote sort of thing that sort of just floated around that you see with basically saying, "Oh, it's you know I haven't made up my mind whether I'm going to do series eleven or not." 
and it's a hard decision. Or yeah. as I was saying earlier, it's not a hard decision if the decision's yes, really. I'd have thought it's only a hard decision if it's no, but you're reluctantly giving up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, which the, it kind of rings of that, really, doesn't it? Or smacks of yeah. that, I should say. Uh, I, I hope not. I hope not. I'm right. obviously, yeah, he, he I do as well. Yeah, I mean, he can't do it forever, obviously, um, because there was all the. I think some of the rumours that were going around is because um, the BBC want a, a clean slate when uh, yeah. Chris, Chris Chibnall takes over. They want to go back to that. Um, basically, they, they're trying to, according to the article, which was the Daily Mirror, um, sometimes they're on the money, sometimes they're not. Um, but it basically, it's basically saying they want to go back to that young, dynamic male actor with a, with a young female companion, as it was with David Tennant. They want to re- recapture those years. Um, and because the merchandise isn't shifting either. So if, if Sorry, don't they know you can't recapture your youth? <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, if that is, if there if that is true, that's a pretty poor decision, mm. really. Just because you want to shift some merchandise. Now, a, a lot of other sort of TV shows do do that sort of thing. They mm. do things just to you know, create merchandise. Uh, I like to think Doctor Who is above that, and the production team is above that, yeah. and BBC Worldwide's above that. I, I suspect it is going to be his decision and. Chris Chibnall's decision as to where they go and where they both see the Doctor going. Yeah, I can't see Chris Chibnall talking him out of it, though, to be honest. No, no, but just I could could understand him waiting to see what Chris Chibnall wants to do with it before Mm. committing himself. Yeah. And similarly, you could understand perhaps Chris Chibnall wanting to see how committed he'd be before he'd want to start preparing. Yeah. So. Well, Moffat's not actually leaving until next year's Christmas special, is he? I think he's writing no. that, um, which we under, as far as we know at the moment, which Capaldi will be in. Yeah. Uh, you know. But, so we- but unless they're, if they're looking to do series 11 in the spring of 2018, hmm. um, they're going to have to start with their start recording that sometimes around about June next year, won't they? Yeah, exactly. So, so it's not far off. At is least it? A de- at least that 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 soon. So yeah, yeah, well, a decision well, is not going to be that far away. No, nah, we'll put it this way: come mid next year, we'll probably know whether we've got a new doctor or not. Yeah, I suspect by March. I yeah. suspect by by the time. Well, no. What will happen is by the time well this series finishes us, we're no, I'd fault. Possibly, possibly. But it's it's the only problem they've got is the fact that they can't. I mean, we're presuming that he he'd be in next year's Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yes, it's all assumptions. The, the only problem is because they want to keep him in next year's Christmas special, they're going to have a hard job if he has left before series eleven. Uh. Having a surprise. Well, that's that's the thing. It never is a surprise anymore, is it? No. You, you know, well up front, because the BBC, uh, you know, previous years, uh, I've, I've done specials on announcing the new Doctor. Um, yeah. Which, okay, it's a nice little fun event bit of television, but I'd rather make the actual show a bit more of an event and have an actual surprise. Yeah. But unfortunately, in this day and age, it's not going to happen. It's, no. it's, it's just not going to happen. It's, it's such a shame. Um 
but yeah, yeah, I, I think you know, as you say, you know, we we will know fairly soon if it, if there is going to be a, a new lead actor. Yeah. Um, but I'm fingers crossed he stays on. However, going on sort of past experiences with with you know in recent years of uh, regenerations, um, it's usually been at Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. So. Maybe, maybe that's what's going to happen. 2017 Christmas special, Capaldi regenerates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I hope not. Fingers crossed that nah. won't happen. Yeah. Come on. Series 11, please, Mr. Capaldi. We we, we beg of you, please. Um, Now, now that's it for the news. Well, it wasn't even news. That, that's it for this week's tittle-tattle, I should say, actually. Um, But we've got one final trip this year to Omega's Tack Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Now... You, so, so we've, left, we've left the tittle, we're now just going for the tattle. Tattle, yes. <laughs> now, this has actually been out earlier this year. Um, we, 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 well, we think, because it was, I think it was originally in September. We can't remember if we talked about this or not. But it's a last-minute Christmas gift idea, isn't it, really? Yes. Because it does say it was shipped ship in time for Christmas. Um, it's a Bradford Exchange Time Vortex Mechanical Watch. Um, now, this is... Um, well, I think it's is it is it gold plated? I'm not entirely sure. Actually, it says so on the, on the Amazon page, doesn't it? Hmm. Well, it's a gold plated time spiral. Basically, it's, it, it's like it's recreating the opening credits to uh, Capaldi's era um, of Doctor Who. You've got the um, the Roman numerals and, and clock fa- or sort of Gallifreyan symbols in a spiral with a, there's a little Tardis um, there as well. That actually makes up the watch face. Um, and you've got the normal Roman numerals um, on the outside, um, with a genuine leather strap pull. Yeah, in Tardis blue. That's <laughs> what you want. That's what you want. That's what you want. Um, now it does say it's in stock. It arrives for Christmas. This is from Amazon.co.uk. Um, now the price, though, it is the is the, is the I, I suppose for a watch, it might not be that bad. It depends how much you you want you want to watch. Really, it's one hundred and fifty nine pounds ninety four pence. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I don't know for a for a watch, gold plated watch with a leather strap. There Gen- you go. Uh, so genuine leather strap, Paul. Come yeah. on, a yes. genuine leather strap. Yes. Now, um, yeah, I, I, it's not a bad looking timepiece, if I'm honest. No. Yeah. I mean, I've seen worse. <laughs> yes. It, it, it's more subtle than some, perhaps. Yes, I, th- I think so. I think so. Um, I like the fact it comes with the famous 120 day guarantee. Yeah, that's um. Well, obviously, obviously they, they've got a um. They've got faith in this product, Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> obviously, you've got faith in it. Christ, um, that that is quite. A, that's a decent guarantee, actually. That is really good. I'll, I'll be I'll be happy with that, actually. Actually, now looking on the site, there's lots of other Doc Two watches. I'm not going to run through them all now, actually. But um, no. yeah, no, I just thought just one last Christmas uh, Christmas gift. Do you know what that the, the maybe the what we were saying. Before we got to Tack Corner about the the BBC want to shift more merchandise, there's not been not been a lot this Christmas, is there? No, to be honest, that is that is a fact actually. Yeah, there hasn't been a lot. Usually we're we're, we're awash with um with with, with Christmas tat because um, our friends at um, Entertainment Earth bringing Hollywood home um, haven't really done anything at all this year, have they? No. I think it, that... Yeah, it's it's been it's been pretty quiet. There isn't. Been... I mean, I suppose actually, in some ways, it's even more the fact, not even the fact of the. It's the fact that we've now got a doctor coming into his third Christmas. Mm. 
sort of makes it a bit of a how much more merchandise can you kick out for the same? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Doctor. This is why we're talking about a watch that's actually released in September. So, <laughs> yeah, and effectively companion because obviously. Well, yeah, yeah, at the moment there's no we a new companion yet. No, exactly. Well, I th- I think you know we're sort of going back in, in stepping back in the news uh, section now, but I think because we've we've had this gap year, I think that's pretty much mm. that's what's hurt the merchandise thing a lot as well. To be honest, yeah, there's been nothing new to. Nah. there's been no new new characters, no new villains or monsters to no. to bring out. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's been pretty um, pretty poor on that front actually but uh mm. oh well oh well let's yeah let's not have too many more gap years actually it's, it's no. <laughs> especially if you're a podcaster it's a struggle <laughs> yes don't they realize the poor struggling podcasters out there come on i'm not right to the points of view though actually why oh why oh why <laughs> i was gonna say people would think it was actually it is actually done for fans but it's not <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, okay, well that, that was the last uh, Tack Corner for, for 2016, and that was also, um, well that was the, the last news for 2016 as well, so coming up next is our review of Flip Flop from Big Finish. So for the final time this year then, that was the news. Hello okay, everybody, uh, it's time for our well, our final review of 2016, and of course it, we, we picked a, uh, a, a Christmas themed story. Um, so we, as we said at the top of the show, we picked Flip Flop um, from Big Finish, and you're going to hear the trailer right now. Greetings, citizens of Paxatuani. I would like to wish everyone a jubilant Christmas. Any humans found on the streets will be prosecuted. Fatally. This is the only planet in the galaxy where you can find leptonite crystals. Leptonite. Quarks are highly allergic to leptonite, Mel. Do not move. If you attempt to escape, you will be shot with the stun pistol. Are they moving, Sight Guy Potter? No. They're standing quite still, Master. They've put their hands up and everything. So we get the crystals, nip back to the Pinto, and quell the quarks. I've loved you. I've always loved your body. Let me unwrap it. It is my my duty to serve my president in any way I can. To the fullest extent of my abilities. Did you see their machine? This blue box. It turned up out of nowhere. It makes sense. Stuart and Reed are in league with the Doctor and Mel, and I ordered them to go back to the Professor's laboratory. And who might you be? Didn't you hear the warning about the enemy agents? Why? We're them. Greetings, citizens of Puxatawney. I would like to wish everyone a somber retribution day. Anyone found outdoors will be reprimanded. Fatally. Right. Now, back against that wall. I will be forced to show you exactly how armed and dangerous we are. Okay, now before we start, um, this was actually released in July 2003 and written by Jonathan Morris. So as this is um, an old title, we will be discussing this... 
Well, I say in great length. We were discussing the plot, so yes. spoil, spoilers beware. That's all I'm going to say. Yes, if, 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 if you've if you've not listened to this before and think you might want to in the future, um, without being it being spoiled, then turn off now. Yes, and come back when you listen to it. Yes, please come. Please, back. please come back. <laughs> oh dear. Now, um, I'm going to. I'm, I'm basically before we sort of get into the review. Let's this. I think what we should do is actually sort of discuss the the actual nature of this story because it's quite yes. unique, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite unique. Um, this story was released as a two disc set. Now you've got the black disc and the white disc, and basically what that means it's really the same story, but told from a different timeline. Yes. So, so the events are pretty much the same, but seen from a different perspective. And a different timeline as well, and it's quite an interesting way of presenting the story. And the, and the idea is, you can listen to the story in any orders. You, you can listen because it was released as a black disc and a white disc, so you can listen to those discs in any order, and the story will still make sense. Yes. Okay. So... I, it was yeah. It was it was an interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however. I'm going to say there wasn't really a lot there to keep me interested, unfortunately. What I'd actually wish I hadn't known in yeah. advance... all right, okay. ...was what we've just said. <laughs> There's a black disc and a white disc, and you can listen to them in any order. Because once I'd listened to one... Yeah. ...you sort of thought to yourself, I can't see how the other disc can, can solve this mystery. Hmm. So you sort of knew what you was getting with the other disc, well, and the yeah. other hour. It, it's basically, I mean, because it couldn't, it couldn't, it couldn't give you a resolution no. to anything. No, because it, it could have been the first disc, which then wouldn't have made sense. So yeah, yeah. it's basically a time loop. Yes, in, in effect, isn't it? The whole thing. Well, is it, what... it's it's two time loops running within each other. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a very it, I think that's that's the thing that sort of kind of well I suppose that there's the other thing to this as well. It's sort of like whatever you do, you can't predict the future because all the way through no. this, that the, 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 there's two antagonists in this constantly trying to change what has gone before, um, and they can't basically. Whether they yeah, do, I... they make the, both the, those timelines happen. Yes. And well, yeah, to a certain extent, that is, and it, it's, it's also a question of be careful what you wish for, isn't it? Yeah, because both set off from different different histories to in the belief they're making they're going to make their uh, lives better. Yeah, and yeah, neither are that sure. Both end up feeling that they've made it worse. Yeah, exactly. Actually, the the, the two people who are um... Who are doing that, basically? Um, which is Stuart and Reed, isn't it? The yes. two, uh, yeah. Um, they are well. They're not very likable characters, really, are they? And incredibly stupid. Mm. Even though that when they're presented with the evidence, whatever they do, they cannot change what has happened, um, and they can't go back and unchange it. Um, whatever they've done. Um, it doesn't seem to sink in with them. It's the constant references of right. If you don't do this, I'm going to shoot Mel, and and that, it, it sort of gets a little bit, gets a little bit tiresome. I found it, found it a bit tiresome after a while. But um... 
I, I suppose there's just the, the feeling there of um, desperation, really, isn't there? I mean, it's... I don't know. I suppose you would. Would you necessarily have realised that that was what you'd done? Um, you, you'd you'd probably think there must be some point. Once, once you've travelled back in time once to make one change, yeah, there must always be a part of you in your head that if it hasn't worked out as you want it to, that you must be able to go back and do something different. Where 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 perhaps they was wrong was they wanted to go back to the day before, mm. whereas they needed to go back. Another perhaps twenty years or so, and change something there. Well, mate, well they did go back thirty years, didn't they? Um, yeah. To, to kill Bailey and then President Bailey, and then they said, "Well, no, we don't want to do that." So yeah. they sort of went back again to stop that from happening. And well, yeah, you had, well, you had the two time streams. Didn't yeah. You? One where the one where Bailey died, they went back to save her, and the one where she didn't, they went back to kill her. So. Yeah, I know. It's just. Um, actually, one thing we must, because obviously we were saying this is this is a um, a Christmas, a sort of themed story. Cause it, it's set on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, basically. Yes. Um, now, there's a couple of um, well, actually, quite a, a, a big um, link to it's a wonderful life. Yes, because all the characters are named after um, sort of some Either characters, characters or, or actors. actors. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a uh, Professor Capra because Frank Capra directed it. You've got Stuart and Reed. That's yep. James Stewart and Donna Reed. Um, yep. Mitchell was Thomas Mitchell. So um, and you've got Potter was Mister Potter, and you've got President Bailey was was the Bailey family basically. Yep. So um, and you've got um, was it Clarence was a secretary? I believe so. Yes. I and you've, who was the the angel? Yes, of and course. It's a wonderful life. Of course. <laughs> So, so yes, who um, when this story gets killed twice, doesn't he? So <laughs> yes, whatever the tone, it doesn't work out good for him, really, does it? No. <laughs> well, it is. It is one of the. It is an interesting story in the fact that a you don't really have any sympathy for any of the characters. No, no, none whatsoever. And b at one point or another, they all die. Yes. <laughs> Now it's um, based the whole that this sort of plot of this is really they are um, there's a race of animals called the Slithergies and they basically want to set up um, on on the on the moon of the planet Puxatawney, which is actually a um, a riff on the village of Punxsutawney. I if I'm pronouncing it from Groundhog Day. So again, it's that whole like things repeat to themselves. It's kind of what it is, really, isn't it? It just re- yeah. repeats it in a slightly different way. So, um, and basically, what what they they one version of events they are allowed to set up shop on on this moon and basically end up taking over the whole planet, but in methods I shall discuss in a minute. And then the other timeline is that um, they f- they don't allow it and fight back against the synergy. Yes. Um, but either way, Puxatawney is a desolate wasteland. Well, yeah, the hu- the humans come out worse. Worse in both in scenarios, either, yeah. Whether they win or not. Yeah. Um, now, the whole thing, that the, the way that the Slytherji take over one of the timelines, and I suppose the only way you could describe it is through positive discrimination. Yes. Now, I, I've read... After I'd, I'd sort of read a few... Um, so I listened to this a couple of times. I, I couldn't quite 
make my mind up about this story. I thought, have I missed something here? And so I, I read a couple of online reviews, and the the positive discrimination angle appears to have um, upset quite a few people who said that I've decried this story as racist and how could they have allowed the, uh, Big Finish have allowed this story to have ever been made. Now, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's actually a satire on that whole positive discrimination and the whole um, nature of like the tabloids saying they're trying to ban Christmas. Yeah. Because in both timelines, Christmas is banned. Yeah. Once by, eventually, but by the, the Slytherin one timeline, but in the other timeline, um, it's actually banned by Mitchell. Just, just basically because they, there's, there's not enough resources to, yeah, for people to celebrate and whatever. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, I think it's to do with the fact that the love of his life, Bailey, was murdered on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So I think that's that's the other angle to it as well. But basically, yeah. what what the what the, the do, do, uh, they just continuously making demands over and over again to Bailey, and she's it's basically sort of to, on, on, on appeasement as well, isn't it? It is. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're not just general demands. You do get the feeling that it is the the demands backed up by the fact of any demand that's not met is basically a declaration of war. Yeah, yeah, but but they do it in a way that we are the poor Slytherji because uh, they're yeah. blind as well, aren't they? Yeah, and they Which just sort of make you wonder at which point did they. Did they had become the a massive fleet of battleships as well? To well, I mean, you know, I could I could sort of perhaps understand as there's a point when when they're in the middle of technology, there they could be pretty in their own battleship. They may be pretty invincible in the fact that you know there may be aids on that that helps them maybe fight a war. But at one point, at what point did they become the dominant? Yeah, well, species well, on a planet. I when, think I think that's the thing. It's through appeasement, isn't it? Because they keep saying we are we are the downtrodden minority when they actually covered like ninety yeah. percent of the planet. Yeah. So, so um, and there's the one line in there which says you don't we don't have to be in the minority to be the minority. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it it was. I mean, I think it was. I, I took it as a satire on that really, and the whole hysteria um, over. Yeah. You know, and it even sort of. Um, when the when Bailey met with the sort of Slytherin representative, he was known as the community leader, which again I thought that was pretty near the knuckle. Yeah, on that one, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I I just like the I, I liked it um, for that. I just thought I just I just took it as a satire, not not as a as a direct racist storyline. Yeah, to, to be honest, because it was it was so over the top and ridiculous. Um, with with the, the things they were coming up with, um, yeah, sort of, as as reasons, yeah, to yeah, me. as reasons to you know to you know why they took offence at everything, um, and 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 it was it was like exactly what the sort of hysteria that the that tabloids whip up. Yeah, I must admit, when I first started listening through to it, you started thinking, so, hmm, I'm not sure what the message this is trying to send." Yeah. And then basically, yeah, as it as it gets more and more ridiculous, yeah, I think particularly interesting, interesting in this because I think it probably comes across that 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 line that story comes across more on the 
black disc than it does on the white one. Oh, it does. Certainly does. So, um, which is the one that starts with them, basically, with, with no war. Yeah. And, yeah, that that is really... You sort of start listening to that and you're thinking, is this really a, a good an area where you want to be? Then, then, then you realise it is, yeah, it's just getting more and more over the top. Yeah. Exactly. I think I, 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 I took I took it like that. I took it, that was that was the whole point to it. It was just over the top and ridiculous. Um, and even come the end, sort of like Bailey was sort of sort of quite exasperated with 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 the demands they were made and the and the excuses they were coming up with as well. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I I, I just sort of took it like that. Really, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I, I can't believe Big Finish would deliberately make a racist story. I really don't. No. Yeah, I, I really don't. I, yeah, no, I, I I I sort of took it as that point as well. That was the um, fact that it's basically saying no. This is just a bit. This is where this is this this is this is what you be, if if you sort of believe those stories in in the Daily Mail and whatever. Yeah, exactly. This is this is what you believe is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's it, just a riff on that. That's that's. I think that's all it is. That is all it is. And you do feel that, yeah, they were just trying to take it to 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 the level of ridiculous. Yes. To, 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 to bring that about. Now, on to the Seventh Doctor and Mel, because we haven't really sort of touched on them, really, have we? Um, no. They, they, in both timelines, they're arriving on, on, on Paxatawney looking for leptonite crystals, because they're actually not here for this particular story. They're here for leptonite crystals to fight the quarks. Another little call back to the previous uh, monsters there um, on sort of like the space yacht Pinto. Yes. So they're there, they're there for other reasons. They just sort of get caught up in all of this, um, which is kind of like a, how can I put it? It's sort of like an old an old fashioned Doctor Who story. They just sort of stumble in on it, really. Yeah. Um, and, and but, but as I say, apart from the fact that they find that they have they you know, the other antagonists find that they have a time machine because the humans are building a time machine to go back uh, to. Kill Bailey, or no, no, let Bailey live, wasn't it? That was the um, yes, that was it. Um, so basically, they sort of hijack the Doctor and Mel and the TARDIS, and that's about the the limit to their involvement, really, isn't it? Yeah, they take yeah, they're just basically yeah, taking them backwards and forwards. They are the taxi service in this. They I? are, and you know, it's it's more of a like a Peter Davison Doctor. They just get caught. Like he used to get caught up in events. He had no real direct um sort of involvement in anything he, he just like, like an innocent bystander a lot of the time who just who just got caught up and that's pretty much how i felt that the doctor and mel were in this to be honest um i felt that first of all then i think the seventh doctor has obviously worked it out yeah and by again by, the whole thing about that, I'm not sure that this is. It's going to start going back to the the whole white and black thing. Yeah, I'm not sure that the white and black thing. I listened to it as white album first, black album second. Yeah, and it would have been interesting if I could go back in time now <laughs> and listen to it the other way around because I do think the black album tells you a lot more. That the doctors in knows what's going on. Yeah, than the white album, the white the white album he just seems to be um, muddling his way through. 
Yes. Realises eventually that there's obviously two of them running around as well. Yeah. Well, actually, it's Mel, and... it's Mel who, fi- who figures that bit out, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I do agree. But by the time you get to the Black Album, <laughs> he's now started working out that we've got to say this because they're expecting us to say it. Yeah. Like when he fir- when they first met Potter on the black one. Yeah. They introduced themselves as spies. That's right. Yes. Because they know they're go- they're going to be considered spies. So and he he's basically he's setting up the the timeline. Yes. So that it yes. all works. To then just go away. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's it's basically. I think I think the, the the first disc, uh, the white the the white disc is more like a Davison Doctor. Yeah, he just sort of gets sort of muddled up in it somehow. But yeah. I, I think you're right with the with the certainly with with the, the 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 black disc. It's back to that more scheming Seventh Doctor, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's, you, you... he's moving the pieces around the chessboard, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's worked he's worked out now what is happening. And he's setting it up, so he's actually setting the loop up. Yeah. So then he can just leave and leave them to their own problems, basically, mm. without having to feel guilty about leaving them. Yeah. Because it's their, all their own making now. Yeah. Because that's the thing, and that there is no there is no real end to this story at all, is there? there that, that is it. No. Basically, what we've described, that is it. It's just a time loop. Um, yeah. The doctor arrives, the doctor leaves. Then he arrives again, then he leaves again. Yeah. And that's it, really. Um that, that I think that that's that's I think that's the reason why I I think it's an interesting experiment as a story, but I, I don't necessarily feel it was hundred percent successful. You you find yourself feeling thinking that's clever rather than that's good. Yes. Yeah. And there's a difference yeah, <laughs> in the two. There is a big difference. There's a big difference. Like I say, like I say, probably the problem was I'd read that you could listen to it in each in any other in one. Any order. I think, yeah, I think yeah. if I'd listened to it not knowing anything about the story, just started off with the white disc, listen to that. Yeah. Then listen to the black disc. I think I'd have been more in listening into it because I'm thinking, where's this going? Yeah. But you know where it's going. It's going to the beginning of the where you, the first disc you started listening to. Exactly. Just, it just, be, it you just already kept... know the ending is the beginning. So, at what point is there any feeling of getting into the story? Yeah, you know? I know. Yeah, I know. It's, I do. I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean because I, I, I felt exactly the same way. I didn't really sort of engage with it uh, like I would do like a linear story. If you know yeah. what I mean. You're um, listening to it to find out. You're actually almost listening to see if they make a mistake. Yeah. If is there something that doesn't add up after because you're now trying you're trying to second guess how they're going to get what they're going to get there and how they're going to get there rather yeah. than actually just going along with the story. Exactly. Exactly. Now, um, the whole thing about Bailey as well. Now, I I've got to bring this up right because I I think there's there's a, a part in this. Um, in this story, and it's on, it appears on both discs, uh, where I think that the um, 
this story should win an award for um you know they do, they do the awards uh in, in literary circles for you know the bad sex sex yes <laughs> i knew where he was going with that yes now um i'm going to you, you might have there was a little bit played uh, during the um the trailer i played but i'm going to play the whole thing it's, it's i'll cut a bit out the middle uh, where it sort of breaks a little bit i'm just going to play this back to you right now Clarence? Yes, he's just left. You can come in now. My president, at your service. (laughs) Why was Deputy Mitchell here so late? Never mind him. It's you I want. I want you to give me my Christmas present. I've loved you. I've always loved your body. Let me unwrap it. It is duty to serve my president in any way I can. Now, I, I thought some of the, the dialogue in that were was pretty dire, to be honest. I'm beginning to wonder if that was the reason it was written that way. Because it, it, was, <laughs> it was just so... It was the least sexy... Um, Love scene I've ever listened to in my entire life. It's actually also the interesting part of that is 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 why I suppose just I why was it there? Why did it need it? Well, it didn't really. It didn't. I mean, that's the whole thing. It was a gratuitously bad sex scene. It was. I just found it embarrassing to listen to on on so many levels. I... Um. And the only the only reason for it is basically in terms of the story, I presume, is to make you realise that Bailey's not a nice person either. I don't know. It's just just to try and make everybody a not nice person. That she's saying these things to Mitchell, and then carrying on behind his back. Well, well, I'm, I'm assuming the only the only one who who is nice here is Clarence because you don't get to know much about him before he's killed twice. No. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't know, do we? We don't I mean, know. I mean, if if, if he knows that 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 Bailey and Mitchell are supposed to be a couple, and they're he's obviously does because he, he he he's waiting for a call, isn't he? So yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So he knows what he's getting into. He I know. Does. <laughs> I'm not sure he deserves any sympathy either, really, to be honest. <laughs> not that he deserves to die for it, of course. You'll be but... getting to sound like that bit out of Airplane, where that expert's on the telly, so if they bought the tickets, then you were there to get into. I say let them crash. <laughs> <laughs> he took his shirt off, he knew what he was getting into. <laughs> I say let him get shot. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, now that that's pretty much the plot. What about the actors? What did you, what did you think of McCoy in this one, for argument's sake? Um, actually, no, I quite liked it. And I was, I was actually, this is, I think this. I'm not sure now. Now we're going to turn around to me and say we have, we have done some uh, Bonnie Langford. No, we haven't. Before. We haven't. No, no. I, no, we had. No, and actually, was pleasantly surprised and enjoyed it. Really, yeah. No, um, I've only I've because only... it was very str- straight. Active. It, it, yeah, it was. I've only listened to one other Bonnie Langford story, and that was the One Doctor, uh, which is which is one I actually pitched as as a Christmas special because it's it's like a pantomime. It's got Christopher Biggins in it for Christ's sake. Um, so, but I thought she was great in that, um, yeah. and they very much. 
I mean, this, this is old news to people who've been listening to Big Finish all these years. But I mean, for, I mean, for us relative newbies, uh, I, I, I really think she's coming to her own with Mel. She's not shrill or annoying at all. No, yeah. You know, um, it, she just sort of turned, they sort of toned that down quite significantly. Um, and actually sort of trying, trying to sort of play up her intelligence a bit more rather than just standing by screaming. Or, yes. try, or trying to get the doctor to drink carrot juice or whatever, you know. So, um, yeah. As you said, in, in the on the white disc, she tends to be the one who's working it. She works it out for herself on there, what's yeah. happening. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was really impressed with Bonnie Langford in this. Um, I, I still don't think it will make me see Mel in a different light whilst watching the DVDs. No. Because it's almost like a different character. It is, yeah, yeah. It, it could well be a different character, couldn't it? For, yeah, yeah, exactly. For, 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 for what we've listened to so far, anyway, certainly mm. so. But um, no, McCoy was good. He still struggles with some of the, the more dramatic line readings. He, he's 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 better when he's been a bit more in, introspective. I yes. think he always did do, didn't he? Really, McCoy's doctor. Yeah, I, yeah. It's it's when he's quietly working around in the background, isn't it? Is is, is what he's best at? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, as for some of the other actors, there's not many I, I know. There's only other like two names that that stand out. Now, Mitchell played Richard Gibson. Um, now, most people should know Richard Gibson. He played her flick in uh, Hello, Hello. Yes. So, um, I must admit, I haven't. Wasn't he in uh, something you and Tony are very fond of? Reminded me of the Lost Islands. Oh, uh, that'd be Tony. That might be me. I thought I thought that was you as well. Yeah, no, no. I, I, <laughs> no. Yes, the Lost Islands. I thought I'm quite sure he he was in that. Um, but yeah, I only really know him as as Hair Flick, which apparently he's still he's still doing as like a cabaret act with um with the woman who played his secretary or or whatever. Uh, what was it, Helga? Yeah, yeah, he's still still doing that. So um, now the other person that people might know uh the guy who played professor capra in this uh trevor martin now is that is that name familiar to you paul uh yeah rings a bell yeah right now he well for 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 the uh the, the big hoovians out there uh, i hate saying hoovians I, sh- I wish i never said that now can i go back in time and erase that actually um no he played the doctor <laughs> you have to do she was just sex scene <laughs> Let me just unbutton your shirt. No, 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 I'm sitting on my own, so it's me masturbating furiously. (laughs) (laughs) No, he, uh, no, Trevor Martin. um, He played the Doctor in the Seven Keys to Doomsday stage play. Yes, in the seventies. So. Yes, it was also. Have we done the Paradise of Death? We never. We haven't. That was the, the one of the John no, Pertwee. We didn't do that, that one, did we? That was. That was the. We did. That was that follow up to the um, Ghosts Men's Space, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, we never got to that one. No, maybe we'll cover that one in a in a, in a while. But he's, yeah. he's also played a Time Lord in the War Games as well. Uh, Trevor Martin, but um, yeah, so I think he's, he's still. Um, I think he's still acting today. I'm not too sure, but he's been in other things like Sherlock Holmes, Jack and Nori, Van der Valk, Zedcast, Special Branch, The Needy Line, Coronation Street, Inspector Morse, and The Bill. Hmm. And he's in an episode of Call the Midwife as well. So that's how. Um, that's all. He's sort of pretty much up to date, really. So um, I, I quite liked his interrogation. Yeah, he was always quite jovial about it, really, wasn't yes. he? Yeah. 
<laughs> I know. Told me your name's splendid. He goes, usually have to half kill them before I get that far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was no. I, I, there was some stuff to like, but um, I found the other um, actors who played like Stuart and um, and Reed, for argument's sake. Yeah, they tried to do different voices, didn't they? Because there was like a thirty-year difference between the two sets of Reeds and Stuarts round about, and it didn't always come off. For well, me. no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't actually. Was there? Yeah, there was. There was both. Yeah, um... if, if, if you listen to it, they tried to do older voices, and but when I mean older, they more Cockney. Yeah. And that... I know the the ones in the from the occupied planet yeah. were the Cockney ones, weren't they? Yeah, but this was set thirty years after Bailey's death. Yeah, so they were older. Then you had the Reed, Stuart and Reed. Yeah, but Stuart when, and Reed for, for when the, Bailey was the, alive. The lieutenant ones were were still. Yeah, but Bailey was alive. Yeah, because Bailey was alive in the the other one. She she lived the thirty years, didn't she? Yeah, was still president. But you, but then you but then you had the one which on set on Chris when Stuart and Reed were still young. Yeah, but, but that was still that's still the same year. It's still thirty nineteen. Oh yeah, it's still, it's still 30, they go 90. back thirty. They go back in time. Both of them. Uh, I'm trying to think now, actually. So why is that they do because they go back in time. So why, why, why that, that still doesn't explain why they were trying to do different voices then? No, I suppose because they was brought up differently. In the one where they was, where everyone I suppose went into the army, or whatever <laughs> the forces, I suppose because they was at war all the time for the thirty through the thirty years or whatever. Maybe I, I suppose that they were, I don't know, better educated and. Whatever, so they're slightly posher voices. You could be on Whereas the where there. they where they was brought up in a occupied country, perhaps they didn't get the education and they oh, became more. Paul, Paul, that is no excuse for poor manners and bad diction. <laughs> it's, I know. <laughs> it's been our excuse. Come on. <laughs> oh dear! Now you could. You're, you're probably right there. Actually, I'll probably as usual. <laughs> Misread everything. <laughs> this uh, is the point at which you switched off, isn't it? <laughs> you know, I, I think it probably is actually sort of like this is the same old thing. I can't be bothered in it. No, no, it, it, I didn't feel like that at all. Really, like, that's doing it a bit of a disservice. It, it was, it, it was interesting, but I don't think it was, you know. Yeah, in- interesting you know. rather than perhaps even. I wouldn't go as far as enjoyable. No, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say it was. It was something that I wish I hadn't listened to or no, no. whatever. Because it. But yeah, interesting. Interesting, I think, is the uh, would be if we if we did a poster for this, mm-hmm. and it had to go up with the the key review. <laughs> interesting would be the word that went onto <laughs> it. Oh, Christ. well, I th- I think that's the um, that's that's sort of our view. But as you said, would you? I I mean, would you recommend other people listen to this one? I'd say yes, but I wouldn't say rush and listen to this one. Yeah, yeah. In, in a strange way, I'd recommend people listen to this, but they haven't if they haven't listened to our review. <laughs> well, no, I'd say if you've got, I'm not quite sure how that works. Well, not really, but I'd say if if you've got other, I'd say if if 
if I sort of knew what I knew now, if I had um, a pile of big finish stories to get through, mm. I wouldn't be in a rush, if you see what I mean, to listen to it. I'll say, by those ones, I'll get round to it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's not one, perhaps, that you'd listen to again. No. Because you've gone through the, the whole the whole thing about this one, I think, to a certain extent, is the the whole thing about the two stories that overlap and just go round. Yeah. And once you've got past that, mm, I don't know if there's enough. There's not enough actual story to to make you want to go back or enough good performances to make you want to go back and yeah. listen to it again. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Okay, should we leave that there then? Yes. Good, good. Okay. Now, um, as we said, this is our last podcast of 2016. Uh, we're going to be having a, a break over Christmas. And, and, and a break of tradition, we won't be reviewing um, this year's Christmas special, The Return of Dr. Mysterio, um, until the new year. No. Actually. Um, I'm assuming it'll be the first week of January. We'll have it out at some point, won't we? So we won't, we'll, yes. I don't, we'll leave it too long, will we? So. Maybe somewhere in the middle of that middle, week. Middle of that week, yes, so, indeed. So keep, keep your ears peeled around about the third and fourth, I think. Yes, I think that's the, yeah, that's about the, the best the best time I would have thought. So, um, yeah, so I mean, all we're going to say is, it just leaves us to say, really, um, a very Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. Yes. Have, have a, a Happy New Year as well. Um, hope you all enjoy the Christmas special. Uh, please enjoy it. I hope we, I hope we all do enjoy it because it's the only Doctor we're going to get this year. Um, yes, you know. So, um, well, apart from his little cameo in, in class, of course. But um, you yeah, know, th- this is this is the real thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it just because it's the only thing we've had this year, really. Yes, it really is. It really is. Um, so, of course, um, if if you are still hankering after who's he podcast don't forget we've got our uh, youtube channel there's their older episodes to listen to throughout this year as well um so there, there you are everybody so um in previous years um we've we've actually sort of played out our christmas special uh with bob dylan singing here comes santa claus but i thought i would i would break with tradition this year paul yeah i thought i'd break with, with tradition um so I thought what we what I do this year is is play us out with um, I'm walking backwards for Christmas by Spike Milligan. You're completely non-committal on that as usual. Yeah, no, 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 yeah I totally agree with that. Go for that. Go for that. Okay, everybody. So um, that's everybody. So it's a Merry Christmas from me, Phil, and me, Paul. And uh, here we go. Then I'm going to play out now with Spike Milligan and I'm walking backwards for Christmas. <laughs> I'm walking backwards for Christmas across the Irish Sea. I'm walking backwards for Christmas. It's the only thing for me. I've tried walking sideways and walking to the front, but people just look at me and say it's a publicity stunt. I'm walking backwards for Christmas to prove that I love you.
you were listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.